Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G, the show where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei per podcast with sagely commentary and practical advice and lessons woven in. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We are in Season 3 of the PAL using the Yad Avraham Art School Series. We are in one eight. Perak Aleph Mishnachet Yehuda ben Tabai v'Shimon ben Shatach kibul mehem Yehuda ben Tabai and Shimon ben Shatach received the Mesorah from them Yehuda ben Tabai Omer Yehuda ben Tabai says Al Tas Atzmachak Orche Hadayanim Do not do not make yourself like the legal counselors Okeshe Yehiu Baali Dinan Omdim Lefanecha And when litigants stand before you for judgment Yehiu Beinecha Karishaim They should both be as guilty. In your eyes, but when they depart from before you after judgment, they should both be as virtuous in your eyes. Once they've accepted the verdict on themselves. So here we're talking about judgment and the law. So this, these are injunctions directly, specifically. At, that are directed specifically at judges. This is because judges, more so than the common man, need to be of refined character, as the Rambam explains. So Yehuda ben Tabai and Shimon ben Shatach, after the deaths of Yishai ben Parache and Nitai of Arba, leadership of the nation was assumed by two of their students, Yehuda ben Tabai and Shimon ben Shatach. The Gemara cites a dispute as to which of these two sages was the Nasi, which was the Avbezdin. Our Mishnah, which lists Yehuda ben Tabai before Shimon ben Shatach, follows the view that Yehud ben Tabai was the Nasi and Shimon Meshadach was the Av Bezdin. They received the Mesorah from Yehoshua ben Prachia and Nitar of Arbel, as Rav Yonah explains. Do not make yourself like the legal counselors. This refers to people who counsel litigants and advising them of the claims that they should make to prevail in court. They are called this the rangers in front of the judges because they present, arrange the claims that will be made in front of the judges, see Rav. Although they do not argue the case themselves by advising the litigant how to present his claim, it is as if they themselves presented his claim in front of the judges. The Mishnah cautions that one should not provide such legal advice to a litigant, even if he is convinced that justice is in fact on the side of that litigant. And that comes from Rav. The mission does not refer to someone who ca- who counsels a litigant to present a false claim. Obviously, it is forbidden to pervert justice in such a manner. It would be superfluous for the Mishnah to caution against it. Rather, the mission refers to someone who teaches the litigant how to prevail in his case in a truthful, halachically acceptable manner. Although, according to the strict letter of the law, this is permitted, the Mishnah warns against this practice because people might suspect the counselor of teaching the litigant a deceitful claim and causing a perversion of justice. One must avoid any act that can be misconstrued as being sinful, even if in fact it is not a sin. And that comes from Rav Yonah. And some translate the term Orchai Adayan as the great judicial figures and interpret the Mishnah as referring to a student in front of his teacher. The Mishnah teaches that when a question of law is brought before his teacher, the student should not offer his opinion as an expert judge would, because as... Realizing it is improper to offer an opinion in the presence of one's teacher. That comes from Rav. And when the litigants stand before you, they should be as guilty. The Mishnah's reference to standing in judgment reflects the law that litigants in a course case must stand in the presence of the judges unless the judges give them permission to sit. That comes from Achsevichim Maganavos. Until a judge is able to establish the veracity of the claim of one or the other of the litigants, he should view the claims of both litigants as possibly false. 
and when they depart from you, they should be as virtuous. Although while a case is in progress, a judge should view both litigants as guilty. Once the verdict is handed down, the opposite is true. He should view not only the victorious litigant, but even the litigant who lost the case as virtuous. Although the court's decision establishes that the losing litigant had no right to the property he was claiming, the judge should not consider him a liar and a thief who intended to unlawfully deprive the other party of his possessions but rather as someone who mistakenly believed he was entitled to that property. So in general, in life also, we should look at people and try to deal with people as virtuous. We should always give people the Don Lekovskos to judge them favorably. Even when a person asks something or acts in such a way that's easy to discount them, easy to say it's bad, try to be like a judge in the case and judge for the virtuous, the virtuosity or the righteousness of the matter. Realize that people by nature really are good and try to find some plausible explanation, some plausible reason as to what they might be doing. Be always Don Lekovskos, which we learn later also, and then the world would be seen in a better light. People will be seen in a better light. The whole world will seem nicer as such. Join us next time as we talk about interrogating witnesses extensively here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.